Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Chelsea versus Blackburn Rovers will be a game that will go down in history as a game that we played. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm, I'm joined in the virtual room filled with lions. I've got Ollie, I've got Beth and I've got Chris. It's a full house today. So... That's one stamp on the bingo card you can't tick off. Um, welcome to the Friday show, everyone. So, what are you guys most looking forward to this weekend? Oh, well, it's fireworks night and uh, today and tomorrow. So that's very, that obviously... sounds like you were avoiding copyright there. It's fireworks night, like generic. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's bonfire night. I mean, is, is there a trademark on that? Is Guy Fawkes going to come and like, hunt me down and sue me? I don't know if that's that going to happen, but uh, yeah. Obviously, if that being said, a lot of events going on. I'm not going to any of them. But oh. what I am going to, where I am going tomorrow, I'm going to an all-you-can-eat buffet, Chinese. Which oh. Is... oh, you lucky. So me, lucky. me, my girlfriend, and a few of my friends, we're, we're going, and uh, yeah, that, that'll be really nice. So that's my highlight. And Chelsea it... aren't playing, so they can't ruin it for me. Um, Just a quick one. Chris, Ollie, did you get invited to that? Uh, nope. No. No, neither did I. So friends. Hmm, interesting. Ah, yeah. Did... did... <laughs> Did you not get the email I sent to you all? Oh, the classic. <laughs> it's the classic. Uh, right. Ollie, damn, what, sorry. What, what yeah, are you I looking... filter all them out these days. <laughs> what... Too many chain emails. What are you looking forward <laughs> to this weekend? Go on, Chris. Oh. Uh, I mean, he did um, say Ali, but... I did say Ali. He did say Ali. Oh, you said me. I just just chalk it up on the bingo card. I'm not doing anything this weekend. Chris, come on, Chris. Save us. Uh, I'm going to the Chelsea women's game tomorrow. Oh, ah, really well 12. done, Chris. That's my highlight uh, of the weekend as well. Half twelve kickoff, it which is. is nice. Means I'll means I'll be home before it gets dark. So that's a bonus. And Chris, well. also, <laughs> Chris, what also is a bonus. You gave something that is actually quite entertaining. Ollie just absolutely bummed out then, and I was ruined the whole show. So thank you, Chris, for saving this. <laughs> oh, you need work. You need work, Ollie. You go off, people. You know. Yeah, and I've gone up you. I've gone up you on this podcast. Hey, hey, mine. I didn't. I technically didn't write it down, but I already knew what it was going to be. It's going to be the Frankfurt game on Sunday. Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs at half two, and then guess what's on after that? More football. Ravens and Seahawks. I'm a happy boy. Happy boy. That's my weekend planned. Well, Sunday planned. Eh. I can wait for then. And there's there's a Chelsea game on as well, but that's Monday. So we'll talk about that later. Right. Um I'm I'm doing it every week looking for the news intro. Let's hit that news. Well, it's that time of the week. We check out the news that you may have missed in that elevator of Chelsea news. Chelsea will face Newcastle United in the Caribou Cup quarterfinals. Arsenal and Chelsea are the front runners to sign Ivan Tony, who is valued at hundred million pounds by Brentford. Michael Oliver will take charge of Chelsea's game against Spurs on Monday. The League Cup is set to switch to one-legged semi-finals next season for the first time in the 52-year history of the competition. And finally, get that expensive champagne off the ice because tonight 
tonight we can celebrate something worthwhile, boys. Uh, <laughs> Ant- Anthony Taylor has been demoted to the championship. They can suffer yeah. him. Hey. I, can't, I just I can't believe we fight. we're here. I can't believe it. Oh, I don't know who he's going to be officiating tomorrow, but oh my word, I'm so sorry. Just, I mean, he's only going to be gone for a couple of weeks again, probably just to come back just in time for like us versus City or something. I, I, I'm actually going to just quickly look whilst I've put Anthony Taylor. It's come up with a used car. So I don't know why. Um, he's been demoted. Unreliable. That's why. <laughs> nice, nice. He's been given the Coventry City match tomorrow. Oh. Oh, just going to Coventry alone is a bit of a punishment, really. It, it's against Preston North End, so I'm so sorry for both sets of fans who have to endear that. But what what from this week's news grabbed your attention? Um, Can we talk about Potter's comments today about Spurs? Oh, oh, yeah. Why? Yeah, sure. Can, I'm, can I'm we, happy can we to jump do that. into this? Yeah, of course we so, can. So, so yeah. obviously there was the the press conference today for um, for the game uh, on Monday versus Spurs, and of course it's a big occasion with Pochettino returning to his former former club and all of that. And so the, in the press conference they asked a lot of questions around that, and he said something to the tune of, "He's pleased that Spurs are doing well," or something like that. He's <laughs> happy they're doing well, um, or, or so, you know, and going back would be a happy day for him, or, or you know, as well as all the other kind of platitudes about. Uh, you know, got to move on and focus on the here and now and all of that. What I just wanted to ask you guys is how you felt about that because it's divided a lot of opinion in the fan base. He, he's, he's wishing Spurs well. I mean... It got to fire him instantly. <laughs> got to be done. You can't have that. You just, can you imagine if Mourinho had ever said that? Oh, look, I'm really happy to see that happening. You'd be like, what? What? Uh, Mourinho did do though. that though. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But I, I just think it's just ridiculous that people are moaning about it. Like, what? Like, get a grip. Thank God. Like, I agree with you, Berth. It get, just seems get, like get it's massively grip. blown out of proportion, doesn't it? Like, I see better than I hear. Mark it off on the bingo card. <laughs> um, you know, and, and largely, I would say Pochettino's actions have at least, you know, brought him a little bit of faith. I, I think it, it's a press conference. They're always going to ask him about his old club. I don't know. And I feel like... I mean, what's, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? He's not going to go around and say, I hate him. Yeah, he got him to a Champions League final. Um, arguably the most successful manager in a long time. I know he didn't win anything, but no one ever does at Spurs. So, he, you know, he's he's gonna have good ties. He's, he's obviously likes the club, but he's not gonna hate them, is he? I mean, it, this I know Chelsea don't like Spurs, but come on, it's just it's bigger things to worry about than just yeah. you know. That's kind you know of where I, mean? I was at. You know, you got all the stuff around the stadium. You know, you got the away subsidy, the ticket prices, the form on the pitch, the form off the pitch, the leadership, the experience, the board. You know, like you got all of that. And like, really, is the most pressing concern man has affinity for previous employer? I just don't feel like it is. I yes. feel like it's been mm. blown out of proportion. You also forgot cost of uh, fish and chips. That's just that's true. Yeah, that's that is also true. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll pay like eight quid. <laughs> For a kebab the other day, and let me tell you, what part of that bank, is fish and chips? I right, well, I got it from a fish and chips, but the fish bank kebab. contacted me because of it. The there bank. Was that I, I got a message from it as soon as I paid for it. I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. absolutely mortified. Yeah, because you paid eight quid for for a kebab, and they're yeah, like, that's, that's, the going right now. They're like, that's going right now. That's going to be fraudulent. Wow. <laughs> oh, Chris, is this a, a mountain out of a molehill with Potch's comments? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I don't understand the uproar when former managers or players, for that matter, speak 
goodwill of a club they was at before. I just mm. don't understand why. Mourinho did it with he... us. Conte did yeah. it with us. Yeah, and loads of players have as well. I, I don't understand why our fans don't care when it's that way around, but they lose their mind when it's the other way, and it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's one of those real ridiculous things where it just seems like people who want to have a dig have picked up on that and thought we can use that as ammunition to fire at him. It's mm. summer and nothing at the end of the day. It's it's one of them where he's not a Chelsea fan. And people mm. people tend to forget that not all players that come to Chelsea and not all managers are yeah. Chelsea fans. That's fair, they, actually. They don't have that same feeling towards other clubs that we do. So yeah. get over it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I've got one bit, and this week it, it was a bit of weird for news. By weird, I mean quiet. Okay, <laughs> till today. But um, one man though, he decided to take his chance, didn't he, and be vocal. And that was talk sports. Don't turn off, listeners. Hold up, hold up. Simon Jordan, hold up. Still, don't don't press skip yet. Um, he said on a recent show that Chelsea will win the Premier League title in the next two or three years. So I've got the quotes, and he said. They're not trying to screw around. They've spent a lot of money. This is one of the downsides to having a lot of money. Not a lot of football intelligence and spending way too much money for players. There's no doubt about it. Chelsea will get there. The question is how quickly they'll get there and whether Poch will take them there. I've never felt Pochettino will win them the Premier League. I felt that he would get them to the point where they compete for the top four. But that's not Chelsea's blueprint. Right now, even that argument appears unsustainable because they're not great and they're nowhere near what they should be or what they could be. The bottom line is that Chelsea will get there. Chelsea will win the league under Todd Bowley before the next two or three years. What are your feelings on that quote? A lot of money was made. I think um, the, the timeline, I think two to three years is ambitious, but I think other than that, it's a pretty common sense take. If yeah, I'm honest. yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I totally know, agree. I think, yeah, hmm. carry on, Ali. No, 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 you go, both you go. I, I, was, I was just thinking, like, I mean, I know this is sound ridiculous and you're probably going to like, disagree completely. I don't think we're too far off being a good team again. I know we've been poor. I know we're so hit and miss that it's really, like, really inconsistent. I, I get it. But I really don't think we're, we're far off. We, it, this team really reminds me of the Liverpool side where they were really bad just before Klopp. Um, when Klopp came in where they were getting some good results and bad results and it was really those sort of flip-flopping but when they still played really good football I, I do think we are playing good football and I don't think we're far right we've got a young team mm. I I agree with him that I'm not sure if Pochettino is going to be the one to win us the Premier League mm-hmm. I think he will get us into the top four bracket again um, because I do think we will give Pochettino time Um but I, I don't think we're far off. I think two to three years is very ambitious. Um, if we just said five to ten or like five Bloody to hell. seven, I, I'd have sort of be half tempted. Wow. But I think two to three is very, very ambitious. I, I mean, I, I, I do feel this, this, the same sentiment here. I mean, Bowley and Clear Lake have invested a significant amount of money in our club. You know, and it's 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 unacceptable for us not to achieve success and win trophies. It, it that's kind of been our mantra for a decade, more than a decade, and the owners seem committed to providing those funds until we succeed. Now, I I do like Pochettino, but I am skeptical about his ability to win us trophies based on his track record. And I say this because I look at his time at Spurs. That's a good example. PSG, I don't count really because it's it is PSG. You're almost expected to win the title when until you don't. But if he, his Spurs squad that he had 
featured stars like Kane, Ericsson, Son, Alderweireld, all in their primes. And yet Spurs stumbled at their, the hurdles, you know. There was defeats in obviously the Champions League final, the Caribou Cup final. That, that That's unfilled for potential, you know. There was, these opportunities were squandered. There was, I mean, how many games did they do in the 15-16 title race? And obviously the FA Cup semi-final that a year after, you know. I mean, if we put aside the It Spurs mantra, that era is seen as successful. But to me, I see it as a failure because when you look at what type of squad they had and what they came away with, they came away with nothing. They came away with nothing but the silver medal. No one remembers second place. That's all, that's... Except when it is first, because then everyone remembers it when they come second. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. but you know, but you're right. Uh, like to, you can't really necessarily use that argument. Um, it, you know, like saying it, it spurs for that reason. But mm. I don't know. I think the culture here is different, and the mindset's different, and the mentality's different. I mm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it used to be different, and now it's not. But I don't know. I just feel like uh, Chelsea. There's always been culturally as something that Spurs didn't have. Hmm. What do you think, Chris? Before we move on, uh, it's tough because I think it. On the one hand, it, he's made some good points, but and I, I, I'm not convinced Potts will be the one to win us something either. The issue that I have is, I know what people are saying in terms of the owners are going to spend the money and they're going to. They've worked quite hard so far and putting the sort of infrastructure in place to be successful. And that's great. And the team's young and should develop. But these are all ifs and buts. And mm. I think what concerns me is look at Man United. Mm-hmm. They've threw money at it. They've threw money at it for years and they've got nowhere. It's it's not I don't think it's a case of investing. It's a case of investing properly. I think yeah. Your point, Berth, about Liverpool was spot on. About like their turning point was Klopp. They found that guy who could take them to that level, and not not necessarily rely on the recruitment. He just made the players he already had better, um, and we haven't we haven't done that yet. And I think at some point we will have to, and Potts will either have to turn into that guy, or we'll have to find that guy who can come in and it make these players that we've already got better rather than relying on our recruitment because I just don't see how in definitely not in two to three years maybe not even five years though how our recruitment goes from being so hit and miss as it is now to really good all of a sudden I just Mm. I think that's I do wonder though do you think it's down to Poch though or because I I would more see Liverpool's success down to someone like Michael Edwards you know their sporting director having a clear sporting director with a vision, with an understanding of how they want to play, then they go get the manager based on that, and then they go get the players based off of those two things, right? Mm. So, yeah. You know, I think but would they have done it without Klopp? If they put someone else in charge, would they have been as successful? No, but you could That's say the same thing, about Edwards. Yeah. So it's it, it's one of them, and it because, like, Poch is a, good, is a good coach, but all of the points Mikey's just made are right. Yeah, He can't call himself a winner because he's not won anything. But, and that's what I'm, what, what well, obviously, yeah, he's won at PSG, but it is PSG. Yeah, yeah, don't, it, don't count. It doesn't count. But Liverpool's recent struggle has, has almost entirely coincided with Edwards leaving. Yeah, but at the same mm. time, you look at you look at Liverpool and they've completely redefined their entire midfield, and they're still in the top four. So mm. it's, you know, we, we was 
six weeks ago we was laughing at Liverpool about stealing players from them and then them having to go and buy people, <laughs> yeah. buy people like Endo and Gravenberch. But they're what second, third in the league, and we're eleventh. So it's it's that thing of Klopp has this ability, and like all top managers do, because Mourinho did it for us. They have an ability to get the absolute most out of the players they already have. Liverpool are fourth, but they're a point behind City and Arsenal, who are in technically joint second, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think Tuchel was so, the last manager who was like that for us, who could sort of eke out every last little morsel from a, from the a interest. Yeah, Tuchel yeah. when he was yeah. in charge, we noticed from day one an improvement in in, in performances. So, yeah, right. We, we Chelsea don't usually do midweek action a season, but we've decided to turn up for a game in the League Cup, and it it was the Damien Duff derby against Blackburn Rovers. It ended. With a two 0 win for Chelsea, which was it was almost perfect, wasn't it? As as Duff wore the eleven shirt for Chelsea, and if you add one and one together, you get two. So, winners, who we got? Um, I've got one. I'll go straight away. Uh, go for Big Ben. Yeah, he's on my list. He's on my list. He is. Yep. Had to be done. I think. Um, I think Ali, you might have tweeted it actually. Um, he's arguably been one of our best signings since January. Um, yeah. I know he was injured, but he uh, last year. He was probably arguably our best defender um, when he came in. Um, I've, I've never seen him make a mistake. I, I think he's always been solid. Um, he got a goal, obviously, against Blackburn. I know it is Blackburn, but he looked very composed, really good understanding of the game. And I just think it's a win all round. I think for me, I would like to see him and Thiago Silva um, at the mm. back against Spurs instead of Disassi. I don't I don't think okay. doing because Jesus, that, that boy cannot cross the ball. But I think um I think Baddy Shitty just gives me I th- I feel more comfortable playing with Baddy Shitty and Thiago Silva at the mm. back. So yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with him as one of the winners. I mean it was his season debut after obviously that awful, awful long absence caused by that hamstring and you know, I mean, just saying that, you know, his first appearance of the season in November, damn. But he, he displayed mm. the confidence and that composure that we just bloody loved seeing last season throughout throughout the entire game against Blackburn. And, you know, he opened the scoring with a composed finish in that in the 30th minute. And, of course, a defender scores a goal. that, that That's proper Chelsea season. But, yeah, I'm happy with his return. He's a big boost going into, obviously, the back end of this year. So, uh, I mean, Ollie, you've got him as a winner as well. Similar reasons, or oh yes, absolute Rolls Royce, smooth as silk, size of an ox, touch of an angel. <laughs> Big Ben is back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I just, I just love uh, uh, Buddy Ishiel. I, I, he, he might be my favourite player in the squad, actually. Um, well, I just love, I, I just love how composed he is on the ball. He's, he's absolutely brilliant, and he just brings a calmness to the play that you just don't see from our other defenders. And that you can tell he's had like over a hundred senior appearances for Monaco already, even at a young age, because he has that kind of, I don't know, he just seems to have a bit more about him in terms of maturity and all of the rest of it. And it's mm. a shame something's sidelined him for so long. Yeah. One thing I will say, and I think Chris is probably also going to say this if he comments on on Big Ben, I want to see him do it in a big game. Because oh, the spotlight's been off him, being injured last season, not a lot of pressure. I need to see him perform in a big game, uh, but nothing at the moment has shown me that he won't. So, mm. yeah. So, um, Chris, I, I assume you don't have Big Ben on your list, but who's one of your winners? Uh, I don't. Um, I've got Cole Palmer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's on yeah. mine as well. <laughs> Again, I just, every, every time I watch him, he seems to get better. Um, he's, 
I I don't think you can believe that he's one of the youngest players in the squad. Um, he he's playing like one of the oldest. Yeah, he's taking responsibility. He's trying to make things happen every time he's on the ball. Yeah, yeah just he, he's been like a like a ray of sunshine this in this drab period that we're in at the minute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean this dude, this dude embodies the qualities that Kai Havertz was meant to have. You know, whenever whenever I see Palmer. I mean, just whenever he plays, regardless of where, you know, he's always he's always aggressive with his passing. He's always making that killer pass, the right decision. He's just more creative than Havertz, which is surreal when you compare what we, who we were. We didn't know too much about Palmer, obviously, because he didn't get a big run in the team at City. But we saw Kai Havertz in at Leverkusen, and he was like, you know, what we were expecting. And this is Cole Palmer doing it, and you know, he he didn't even need time to adapt. He just came in, performed. You know, every touch serves a purpose. It's either to lead to a goal or a goal scoring opportunity. That clearly that's the Guardiola and, and the Man City Academy. And that's we're how forty two million. Wow. I don't know how. What well, what do you think? I um I, I really like Carl Palmer. He just takes risks on the ball, which I think is something we've missed for a long, long time. Yeah. Um it doesn't always come off, but I think when you talk about someone who can unlock a defence with a pass Mm. Um, he's that guy. He, I, I don't think we've had as good of a passer um, that can that can split a defence since arguably Fabregas, in my opinion. That's mm. how highly I, I rate him. Um, I think he's. I, you just can't believe he's, he's twenty, isn't he? I, twenty-one. I just, yeah, he's twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one. I, you just wouldn't think it because he plays with such maturity. Um, he, he, he is that creative spot that we have missed for so long. And, you know, he, he's clearly got goals. I know he's only scored two penalties, but, you know, he, he's oh dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. Something's <laughs> happened to Berth. Yeah, who put Berth in the washing machine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's up? Oh, no. Can you hear me now? I can, yeah. yeah. Can you, yeah. you keep that up. Oh. You went all robotic then. <laughs> why, do, oh, why does no. it always happen to me? Why does it always happen to me? Or oh, why always uh, me? Why always oh, me? No. Anyway, what bit did I start being a robot at? Uh, uh, I, just after you said he was 21. Okay, yeah. so he just plays with a lot of maturity. You wouldn't think he was 21. And, you know, I just he doesn't shy away from pressure. He took two penalties now, scored both of them, um, yeah. which is something I really like. And, and yeah, he's just getting better and better. And um, he's going to be a big player for us this season. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, anyone else got any different winners to Cole Palmer and Big Ben? I've got one more winner. Uh, I was just I had Palmer as one of my winners as well, mm. uh, and I just wanted to say he just he's stepping up when other players aren't. You know, like he he really is moving the needle and making a difference. Um, and everyone in the squad should be following his example at the moment. Yeah, hundred mm. uh, percent. Chris, okay. have you got any other winners different to them too? Uh, yeah, I've got. I've still got two. Oh, lovely. Um, um, go for it. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Um, yeah, I'd still. Yeah. Yep. Didn't think it was his best game. Um, and he, he is still quite frustrating at times because there are times that he gives the ball away really cheaply. Mm. But he has been our best attacker this season. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I, some people have still been slating him online saying that he's not good enough and we should still sell every time he gives the ball away um but look where we'd be without him yeah. this season uh, we'd be 
we'd be nowhere. It, it, um, even in this game, you know, one nil was was dangerous, and he he got the opportunity. And I think the goal that he scored in this game specifically, I think he's the only player in our squad at the minute who would score that chance. So yeah, agreed, I, think, yeah. I think that shows like his importance at the minute. And he's another one who I, I do think he is showing leadership qualities. Not everything he's trying is coming off granted. And he do, and he can give the ball away and mm. you can be ripping your hair out. But then the <laughs> next minute he goes and scores. And to be fair, Sterling's always been that sort of player. And I think that's just what we have to accept. But for the mm. good that he's doing at the minute, I think outweighs the bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For for me, I, I I'm almost getting to this like this binary with Sterling now that if he scored, he had a good game, and if he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> and that's really? it. Because, because oh, that's man. kind of like all he's there for, really, is to just get the goals. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Doesn't matter about I, everything else. Just get the ball in the net. I think to be fair though, you've got to give some credit to Pochettino for how Sterling's been this season because I think last season, um, I don't think Sterling was as direct as he is he has been this season. I, I think he's playing very much safe. That season he wasn't getting in the box as much, whereas I think this season you can quite clearly tell that Pochettino's told him to run up players, he's told him to get mm. in the box more, take more risks, you know, and, and you just feel that he has changed his game a bit this season compared to last season. So I, I think you've got to give a bit of credit towards mm. Pochettino for, for that. Okay. Uh, I'll drop my final winner, and that's uh, Rhys James, because he returned, he, he did not suffer an injury, and... Oh, man. Why is he... I don't know if back listeners feel this way. Why is he the only Chelsea player who gives me confidence when I see him shoot? I mean, he's kind of like Han Solo in a team full of Stormtroopers. And it, it shouldn't be a right back as your, best, your most attacking threat on goal. I mean, I don't know. That's how I sort of feel with our a team when they attack on the goal. Cole Palmer gets shots on target, I know. But still, Reese James did always gives else, me confidence. Did anyone else have James as a winner? No, no, no. No, no, I didn't actually. But I did think he played well. He did. And he didn't get injured. So he's a winner. He's a that is, Yeah, winner. do you know what? Yeah. In the yeah, same way that if Sterling that. scored, he had a good game. If if James <laughs> walks off with two functioning legs, he's had a yeah. good game as well. Uh, and we, 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 we will not dare breathe who said in our Discord that he might get injured. <laughs> Made me panic though. I was like, oh, please don't. That, that would sum up Chelsea's season again. Uh, who's got some, who's got any winners left? I've got none. Uh, I've got I've one. Got Go on, Ali, you go. Uh, it's Enzo. No, Chris, Chris is fuming. Whoa. I know for a fact. Chris is silently steam Ollie. coming out of his ears, red Ollie. face. Ali's <laughs> definitely done that as a joke, and Chris is absolutely raging right now. No, I actually what, haven't. I, I honestly, you know he had, uh, really, had a really good game. What's funny is uh, he was my last winner too. Oh, oh wow. there we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no. Oh, what the is The bingo going card on? is broken, ladies and gentlemen. That is, that's just not, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, I've been saying to people for ages that this is nothing personal against him. I just judge what I see. And in this game, he had a good game. I do want to caveat this, though, by saying that there was so many people after this game online saying, that's why Enzo's world class. That's what he gives to our midfield. It was Blackburn. <laughs> Let's oh, calm down. There it is. He's back. Yeah. But no, but yeah. you do have to say that yeah, because it I was Blackburn. Like, yeah. Fair enough if it's against Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah. But it or wasn't. Tottenham on Monday. Then that would be fine. But I mean, this was Blackburn. But no, he did have a good game. He looked a little bit fresher, um, was passing forward a lot more. Um, he played a couple of really good balls over the top, which a couple of them should have made more. We should have made more of, but the forwards didn't really gather mm. it in properly. But no, I thought everything he did in this game was was so much better. 
Mm. Do you know what I think? I think he really, really benefited from having a game off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, Right. Losers. Uh, I've got, I've got our two goals uh, because this game was a bloody hard watch in terms of picking out some winners and losers. I mean, this game had two minutes of highlight footage on Sky Sports' YouTube channel. It's kind of a game that you, you're going to forget we ever played come Christmas Day. And I'm, I'm telling you that right now, man. I mean, those two goals we scored came from two errors that Blackburn's defence made. So, yet again, we saw Chelsea make 22 shots and only seven hit the target. Yet again, I bring it up. We have a team full of stormtroopers and this was against the championship side. Do we need to start bringing banners to the game with arrows the size of Ronaldo's ego that point toward the goal? <laughs> well, because, like that, there, there's that one famous clip, isn't there, of that one team in like Switzerland? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I was imagining. Was it's, like, it's like, we need to start putting 22 shots, seven on top. Come on. Oh, it oh, just it just annoys me. It does. But... It annoys me. It does. It annoys, it annoys me. me, you know. <laughs> man, you know. Yeah. Oh, who, who's, got some, who's got some other losers? Uh, go on, I'll go. Uh, Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, he's on. What a game! Um, no, it's annoying, really, because I, I, I do forget, actually think but... he's. I do actually think he's. He's a good. There's a good player in there, but he's so frustrating at times. Like really, really frustrating. Um, and he was very careless against Blackburn. Um, he felt like he should have got a goal, really. Um, but it was just frustrating watch all round and he, when when he, he first burst on scene against Liverpool first game of the season he thought you've got a player here but he's just one week he's good one week he's really poor there's no sort of in the middle with him it's one extreme to the other so it, it's frustrating and it's uh, it's not what you want from your, uh, your striker but you know I'm getting it, increasingly concerned about Jackson because it feels like we signed him off the back of an of an what was I a twelve a game streak patch. where he scored nine goals and then mm. yeah like, he hasn't that's really exactly done anything since. That's exactly oh yeah, we, we definitely did that. Oh, we yeah. all know that. I mean, I feel like I've missed the opportunity to drop uh, uh, this sound drop we've never done. When uh, I see, unfortunately, the whole consensus on social media was very much with Jackson's performance that. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! I mean, he just... <laughs> he, he, I, I, I want him to score. He just It's like when they say, oh, he just needs one to go in off his arse or something, you know, and you just think, oh, you it's, know, it's not happening, is it? The, I think everyone is willing him to do well. And oh, 100%. I think the, the thing is with Chelsea fans is that we are used to supporting shit strikers um, <laughs> and just sort of willing them to be good. But... Uh, <laughs> My main problem with Jackson in this game wasn't the fact that he did miss another clear opportunity when the ball was cut back to him and he put it out into the car park, but mm. he looked really lazy. I don't think his attitude looked great. Ooh. He he wasn't. He got bullied off the ball too easy, wasn't particularly making any runs into the channels, didn't really fight for the ball. Movement again in the box was awful. He looked not bothered. A bit mm. like how Morata went. He looked like that. Like, I don't know whether that altercation he had with the fan at the game the other week is still playing on his mind. But uh, it probably sure did. You've got, yeah. you got to be made of tougher stuff than that, though. As a Chelsea you have striker. A big club. Yeah, of course oh, you have. Yeah, you have to. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> that sort of stuff with fans is not good. But you, you have to sort of 
put it out your mind it it, it's so hard to say that and you know when you've not experienced it because none of us have but it's got it's got some other losers i've only got one more i've got two more uh, i've got two more as well go for I don't it i think i've got any more i couldn't think of any to oh, fair play uh chris <laughs> yeah, go for it uh leadership oh i know me and ollie have already spoke about this but i thought i'd bring it up anyway the mm. captaincy thing um mm. so we made Reese James captain and Ben Chilwell Rose captain. That turned out to be an horrendous mistake straight away, <laughs> as both of them got injured almost instantly. Um, then the armband was given to Gallagher. And then James come on against Brentford and Gallagher didn't give him the armband. And then when James wore the armband in this game, he then went off and gave the armband to Enzo instead of Gallagher. And it's like, who's the, who's the leader here? If... I, I don't think that was like, like a slight dig, do you? Do you know the thing that like, Gallagher didn't give him the armband, so he didn't give it back? Like he sort of gave it to those. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked about the petulance of that. Oh. I really wouldn't. But the thing is, and I know that we've had it before that we've had like a leadership group. Um, you know, back in the day, we had the spying of Czech, Terry, Lampard, Drogba, yeah, even yeah. throw Ashley Cole in there if you wanted to. But they all earned that right to be able to wear the armband. It just seems like we're just passing it around now to our mates, like whoever's nearest, you might as well have it because let's face it, no one's leading us anyway. It's My issue with it is your captain should be the one who everyone in that dressing room is looking to. Mm. When things are going right and when things are going wrong, they should be the one who are withholding the standard up high and they're the one who everyone in the team should be looking to and the manager should be relying on. And I don't think we've got one. It doesn't seem like we have. It seems like before, if John Terry was a sub and he'd have come on, instantly they'd have gave him the armband. Lampard did it so many times that he, he Lampard would start and Terry was on the bench like when Benitez was there and wouldn't play him because he was a moron. <laughs> when Terry come on the pitch, Lampard instantly took the armband off and gave it to Terry because he was the captain. And and yeah, and that's Lampard who was. Let I me mean, let's face it, he was almost a second captain more than a voice. I just think we've got to narrow this leadership thing down into who is in the dressing room, making sure that everyone is matching the standards that they should be at a club like this. Because at the minute, I just think that's why some players mm. are getting away with it because they're all too nice to each other. It's difficult though because our our players are so young in terms of the captaincy that it's like it's hard to narrow that down. So I see what you're saying, Chris, in terms of like trying to narrow down a group of leaders. And I think they are trying to do that, but I just think at the moment there's so many players who are so young and they're all swapping in and out and stuff. It's really hard to narrow it down because like obviously that some people would say just give it to someone like um, Thiago Silva and just be done with it for the season. But the problem is, is one he's not going to play all the time when everyone's fit again, and two he's probably going to leave at the end of the season anyway. Do you want more of an upheaval? in a year than you want now like so that it's difficult in to to find what's you know who's going to be the the ultimate leader at the moment it seems like it's going to be Gallagher I don't know about any of you guys it, it, yeah. to me, to me yeah. he's the one who's emerging and setting the standard for the others that that that's kind I of agree. what I've seen mm. Mm. don't I don't disagree there uh I've I'm gonna keep my loser for till the end so whoever wants to jump in with their losers Okay, I got two. Um, first one is um, is Blackburn, but not for the reason you might think, because they were quite good. Is it because um, they lost? No, uh, no, not even that. <laughs> um, just um, <laughs> just go for it in the cup, though. They 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 rested players. 
Oh, that makes it worse play. for our performance. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. So I think their their best player or something was rested because um, they want to focus on the league. And I, I think they're doing very well in the league at the moment. Um, and I appreciate they want to focus on that. But come on, where's the magic of the cup gone? Have a, have a bit of something about you, you know. Uh, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a bit sore by you know thinking that a, a, a you know a team like Blackburn doesn't want to play their best team against us. But I just feel like in terms of the cup, I, you all, it's almost like you should always do it, especially Black- if you're a you're a club like Blackburn, where it really is your only chance of silverware in the season. Blackburn are twelfth in the championship. So they're not even doing that well. <laughs> Why have they rested players? I, I mean, they're I, I, the four four points off the playoffs, which we all know how crazy and chaotic that league is. So they they could go. The they'll be there or thereabouts by the end of the season, from what I've and seen. And to be fair, just go they, for it, man. You know, that, that, they did give us a game. Like, let's not go on like it was an easy like two 0 They they gave us a game. They did one on one. I had a few like chances. Like, well, that was actually going to be my last loser berth. You uh, segued perfectly. Oh, defending. Oh, there you go. Uh, because um, especially in just a few moments there were some times where we defended really flat Uh, Blackburn got through Mm. and there was one specific chance where Robert Sanchez bailed us out with a big save big time he's a good save real good save and credit to him he gets his flowers for that because he's had a lot of you know what me and and Ollie must be in sync tonight because my last one was our defending (laughs) Uh, my last loser was our defending because I just you watched it and winning this is a this is a poor Blackburn team. Let's be honest. They they they're a mid table they're a mid table championship team, and they weren't. And a, a quarter, that's and, our uh, Lancashire listeners tuning out. <laughs> All three of them, according uh, <laughs> to Ollie, they weren't even their best team, which is even more concerning. <laughs> but as soon as they stung three passes together, we looked like we didn't know what we was doing. The amount of times that they carved us open mm-hmm. with. Mm just passing the ball and there was no pressure there was there was no organization and i seen someone say after um on socials actually that that's us defending without tiago silva so i people are right that people like de sassi and colwell i know colwell didn't play in this one but like colwell baddy shield kukaraya that individually they're fine but they need to be talked through a game still because yeah. you see us you see us defend without Thiago Silva and it's just completely different. The, mm. the amount of times that we got opened up by uh, uh, this Blackburn team was was really concerning. And I think it came more f- from midfield. Like mm. As soon as a team beats that initial press, we just don't have anyone in front of the back four to help them. It's mm. it, that That's something that we're going to have to solve because that's happened a few times like in Premier League games as well, but that, that's not good enough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we need someone who can help organise the back line long-term for when Silva's gone. So if I was yeah. someone like Colwell or Badia Shiel, I'd be sticking to Thiago Silva like a limpet until he leaves, <laughs> trying to gleam all yeah. the information that you can. You know, teach me how to organise a defence, boss. <laughs> you yeah. know, because when you don't play, it's long, you know? R- right. Uh, my final loser was uh, Todd Bowley, because this week we already knew that there were investigations surrounding the signings of William and Samueletto. But if I'm Todd, I'm just parking those fears and just focusing on the actual reality that he and the club could be under investigation here surrounding how they managed to get 65 million and 55 million for Kai Havertz and Mason Mount. What good business. <laughs> I have not been impressed. Oh, Kai Havertz scored a penalty. Yay. Mason Mount does not look a good player. He doesn't. doesn't he does clap a... the fans, though. Oh, yeah. claps. Yeah, I, thought that, yeah. I thought that was so good. 
Oh. Expected claps per 90 is the best in the league. No receipts. The no, the, how, how, <laughs> how quick Man United fans have got to where our fans was about Mason Mounts. You only want to come clap the fans after the game. Yeah, because yeah, he knows he played shit. He knows he played shit. That's, that's why he's that's going the thing to hide is, it. Yeah, and do you know what? He'll get found out for that there much quicker than he will have done here. Mm, the the yeah. second or third time he does that after a poor performance, they are going to eat him alive. Yeah. Uh, thing is, thing is though, like, sorry, like, we loved him at Chelsea. They have no ties with Mason Mount at Man exactly. yeah, They have absolutely true. no ties at Chelsea. He started here. We sort of looked at him as one of our own. We all said he's going to be a future captain. They don't think that Man U. And they're not. <laughs> Man, Man U are, are potentially worse. And I spoke to a few Man U fans. They think they're worse than us at the minute. They will turn on Mason Mount straight away. You can clap all you want. But you're a snake, and you deserve what you get. In. <laughs> wow! See you later, Mace. Wow. Um, we'll go to the emoji game review. Uh, I I went with I don't even know if it's an emoji. I think it is. Uh, the big Ben emoji because he's back and we look stronger for it. I like that. <laughs> I, I wish there was a bad shield emoji because I'd use that daily. <laughs> <laughs> Just use a wall, mate. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The brick. The yeah, brick right. emoji. <laughs> right. Who have we got? Uh, for me, oh, uh, I'm going to channel my inner Chris. Just the shrug. Got the job done. <laughs> uh, moving on. Oh, man. On to Spurs. I'm going to go with a solid thumbs up. Yeah, well done. Quarterfinals to Carabao Cup. Nice one. See you later. Fair. Nice. Uh, I'll go with the uh, with the sofa. Um, oh, that's the weirdest thing I've ever I heard. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> go on. Go on. Because, because it was comfortable. Oh. But like an old sofa, it's still not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realise what you've just said? Do you realise yeah. what you've just said? Because oh, my, wow. my sofa at home's like that. I tell you now, my sofa's all right until you sit on it too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay. That's that the old... best thing. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Clip Chris, that, Chris Law is the best. Honestly, oh, wow. learning learning little tidbits on the yeah, show about Chris's um, life. He has an uncomfortable but comfortable sofa. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's time for Lion, Lion of the Week. Um, our mid midweek picks were Kukurea, Petrovic, and Madueke. So naturally, we're going to move on because, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, um, that was bad, wasn't it? That was Jesus. Bad for the week before. Oh, what a, week what a tragic week we chose. <laughs> um, right, we've got a huge derby game. We're taking on Spurs under those Monday night lights. Uh, I've picked Cole Palmer, quickly getting him in because I'm confident. Who have you lot got? Um, can you pick Spurs players or is just... <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't if you don't want to be lambasted in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's I'm going to go with Moises Caicedo. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Okay. I think, I think he'll need a big game. So I, I think that's where yeah. we'll win it if we're going to win the game. For me, it's going to be Thiago Silva. Love um, it. I, yeah, nice. he, I, he he always turns up in big games. It's really good against Arsenal. Expect him to turn up again against Spurs. Ah, uh, Chris. Uh, I'll go with uh, Nicholas Jackson. Nah, I'm only joking. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, not for real. No, I'm not stupid. Um, Watch him I score now. Watch him yeah, score. Yeah, hundred percent. Hope so. Uh, I'll go with Reese James. Mm. Mm. I think we've picked people who will at least play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have to yeah. after yeah. this previous week. Yeah, imagine, imagine if they don't. Oh now. man! <laughs> right, we've said it um, now. It, it's time to answer some listener questions. Um, we've got two lined up. 
First one, Good Vibes asks, is Cole Palmer unstoppable at the moment? He sees runs and passes, others don't. Get him help. Um, I wouldn't say it's unstoppable yeah. at the minute, but I think it, he's... I think we have to build a team around him, personally. So I, I think mean, he's our most That's quite an player. indictment. It, I mean, when I read mm. Unstoppable, I thought he plays for Chelsea, so an injury is only a moment away. Not to mention, have you yeah. seen our attack? They're very much stoppable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I do keep saying it, though. He is what we thought Kai would be. I mean, 42 million is a bargain. If if 42 million can be seen as a bargain, I mean, what's money? What's money when a pack of cherry bakewells is a fiver somewhere in a co-op? Uh, all money's made up when you think about it. So don't don't think <laughs> about it too much. It's just printed on True. paper. That's all it is. Um, what what do we think, Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean he's not unstoppable. He he does remind me a bit of um a bit of one matter. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's a great show. Yeah, yeah, sort of the area more mobile than matter though. Yeah, but matter was a bit more of a goal threat. Yeah, than Palmer definitely. Yes, yeah. been but vision wise and the the fact. There's some of the passes he can execute is very matter-esque. I think mm. you'd see any you'd see an even better Cole Palmer if we had a centre forward. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh right, I love this one. This is from Josh. And he I did throw this into our group chat earlier because you kind of have to prep for this one. Top three Coldplay songs. Now, I love this question, by the way. Now, some, more more <laughs> random ass questions. It is. <laughs> I love this. Show. Get some Please. random stuff in. I, love I mean. It. Now, as someone who both enjoys music and feeling sad, Coldplay are a sort of top-go band for me. <laughs> I mean, I, so, I did take the time to f- think about this. I mean, Fix You nearly made the top three, but I love the guitar so at the end. So that, I didn't feel that was that was worthy for me. I mean, two come from the same album, and that's Viva La Vida from Viva La Vida Prospects March Edition. Uh, I need to say no more on that because it is just a top song. Uh, and also an underrated gem from that album called Strawberry Swing. It's kind of like the Raul Morelish of music. You often you often forget it's there, but then you hear it again and it's like a warm hug. It's perfect for a summer day or a sunset. Yeah, it so. is exactly like Raul Morelish because that song once scored against Benfica. <laughs> and, had a, and had a terrible haircut as well so yeah, <laughs> right and finally i i choose a song this is quite this is quite a personal thing i mean i choose a song that i feel is it's an underrated christmas song oh that, yeah i'll pick this one yes i love, love this one right yeah, it's it's, it's it is christmas lights to me it's a classic Great song and and this year, for for personal reasons, the words just hit a little different. It it came on my playlist the other day, and just hearing the final part of that first verse, it just it just hit me for yeah because of what's been happening in the last two months. But yeah, well, I mean, Berth, well, why have you got it? Why have you got it? Yeah, I mean, to I've, you now. I've um, I wouldn't say Christmas songs is number one for you, but it's in my top three. I think it's such an underrated Christmas song. Yeah, man, it does. Um, it, it, it does sort of hit you right in the feels. Um, and I just think it's really well written, the song. It's, it's one mm. of, I think it's one of the best Christmas songs made in the last 20 years or so. Um, so yeah, that, that's yeah. my number three. Number two, I think, is Fix You, because uh, I just mm, think it's fair. iconic. I think it's iconic. Um, and then number one, I think this song is just the most amazing song ever. One of my favourite songs of all time. It's The Scientist. Oh, oh, that's a great one! Wow, that's a great one. Yeah. Nice. I just that really hits that hit, like, it. Christmas lights hits you, Mikey. That one hits me right in the face. <laughs> that's so. completely, completely fair. Uh, Chris, what about yourself? 
Uh, I'm I'm almost the same as uh, Berth. To be fair, I've got Ooh. Fix You, nice, and uh, and the Scientist, Ooh. and then um, to be honest with you, I, I completely forgot about that Christmas song because I I try not to listen to Christmas songs too much. Um, well, except for like maybe the last. <laughs> I, I can just well, imagine Christmas Eve. Chris in... on Christmas Eve sitting on his comfortable not too on early sofa <laughs> yeah. listening no, to because... Coldplay. And I tell you what, people people with kids will tell you this: that kids try and start Christmas in October. So, Chris, I'll stop uh, you there. I start Christmas in October. Yeah, Therefore, well, that, you are yeah, a kid. That, that's, oh. why we, that's why we wouldn't get on if we lived together. But <laughs> well, ruin, ruin my dreams, Christmas oh. What I like to call black cat energy. Oh, hey, all you Gen Zers in the in the in the in the Discord will know. Oh. But um, yeah, my last one would be uh, Clocks. Oh yeah, oh, that's nice. a great, oh, yeah. that's that's great song. Um, Ollie, come on, who you? What you got? What you got? So number three for me is Paradise. Um, oh. just because it's such a massive hit, isn't it? At the time, yeah. and, uh, you know, and nobody else has mentioned it, so I thought you know it, it deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, second is Clocks. Because uh, I really yeah. do like yeah. that song, and my favourite um, song is one that uh, I don't think anyone has mentioned yet, specifically because uh, it's uh, it was well actually it's a specific version actually of the specific song. It was sung a few years ago. There was like a charity BBC album where a lot of actors got together to sing some some well known music and sort of cover songs. And my favourite Coldplay song, even though it's technically not sung by Coldplay, is Yellow, but oh. sung by um, oh. Jodie Whittaker. Uh, I, I just absolutely, yeah, nice. something by nice. Jodie Whittaker in a in a <laughs> trench coat and a, a bob hair and everything, you know, friend of the show. Uh, and I just really <laughs> like that version, and and uh, I'm very grateful that it exists. Nice, oh, nice. nice. Um, we are going to move to Birth's favorite game. Come on! Oh, here we go. It's the Lone Fuck Army, the Lone Army Carousel. It's a game it's of categories. Uh, I'm going to give them a category. They've got to answer. That fits into the category. The category is Lionel Messi's Podium Pals. So this week, Lionel Messi made it eight Ballon d'Ors that he has won over his illustrious career. And what I want you to do is name every player that he has shared the podium with during those eight wins. And by podium, I mean the players who came second and third. So there are nine names because some obviously were more than once. So you can you can expect a, a round two of the carousel because I'm expecting full house here, if I'm honest. So Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm high hopes. I've high hopes here. Right, we will go. We will go. Chris Bertholi. So go go ahead. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's on there. Crap. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Robert Lewandowski. He's on there. Uh, Virgil Van Dyke. He's on there. Good. Um, Xavi. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go Frank Ribery. Oh, he's straight out. Berth's out already. Oh, you're oh. joking? No way. <laughs> wow. Thanks for playing. Wow. <laughs> Ollie, can you? Can uh, you? Uh... I'm gonna go with Allison. Oh. <gasps> <gasps> Thanks for playing. Chris really? wins. He didn't podium. I thought you, he did. Five... I can't believe Ribery didn't get on there. I can't yes. believe the five names you've missed off. It's uh, hard, okay? Every, it, everyone knows Messi and Ronaldo Neymar's every year. Neymar. <laughs> Neymar, Neymar's on there. Iniesta? Yep. Yeah. Two more. No. 
the Bruins. Sorry, three Luka more. Mo- Luka Modric. No, who no. was on the podium this year? De Bruyne. De Bruyne. I don't. I don't. Harland. Harland's oh, on you there. You know what? I got. It's uh, Jorginho one as well. He's on there. He's on yeah, there. Yeah, knew it. Knew it. And who was the other one who was in the top three this year? Oh, Mbappe. Oh, yes. Oh dear. Well, can can Berth redeem himself? Uh, it's the second category, and it's Chelsea four, Spurs nil. So back on the 8th of March, 2014, Chelsea demolished Spurs at Stamford Bridge. And I want you to name the squad for that game. That includes the starting 11 and the seven players on the bench. There's 18. What What year was this? 2014, the 8th of March. Fucking oh, up. I remember this game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll go the opposite order. So it'll be Ollie, Berth, Chris. So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to start with one of the goal scorers of that day, Samuel Leto. He's on there. Um, Eden Hazard. Yep. Terry. Yeah, John's on there. Lampard. So is he. Uh, Denver Bar. Yes. He scored twice. He did, yeah. Uh, one matter. I don't think he is, you know. 2014. I don't think he is, you know, Chris. Wasn't he I gone? Think you're out. Yeah. I think you're out here, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. No, didn't he no. leave in? No, he's got. He went in did January. He lived in the January, uh, I think. Yeah, he did, yeah. That's unlucky. Bye. <laughs> and plus it was 11-12 and then 12-13. And then he left halfway through 13-14. So he's sort of there, but a few months late. Sort so, of there, but not there. <laughs> no. Um, we go back to Ollie. Um, uh, Ramirez. He's on there. Good shout. Um, Oscar. Yep. William. Yes. Uh, Sherla. Yes. That's a great shout. That is a good shout. Cahill. Yes. Um, Matic. Was he there? Yes. Aspie? Yes. He was in the squad. Uh, Mikel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is good. 2014-15 season in the squad. Mohamed Salah. Yes. Holy. Nice one. shout. Uh, Mark Schwarzer. Yes. What a shout. (laughs) Yes, he's on there. That's brilliant. Um, Have we said Ivanovic? We have not. He's on there. There are two names left. Uh, have we said Terry. Have we said Terry? Have we said Terry? We've we said had. Terry? We have yeah. said John Terry. I think. Um, yeah, I think there's one we've missed that's really obvious. William. We said William. He's been on there. I think uh, that might be you out, but no, 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 no. <laughs> How many bad? How many wrong guesses? Go then. I was gonna say. Bye. Uh, uh, did we, we say Petter Check? We did not, but Ollie, you got it. Who's oh, the final? I I said check. Who's the final name on no the list? It's going to be someone random, in it. It's going to be. It's going to be someone who was really young at the time and barely played. For It'll him. be like um, who's that? I did play against Liverpool and had an absolute like great game at centre back. What's his name? Oh, oh. Thomas oh, Callas. Thomas Callas. Yeah, it yeah. was nice. indeed nicely done. I mean, you didn't. You're too late. Well, I lost. So, yeah, you lost. Uh, yeah, you know. 
<laughs> no one remembers your, second your, your place. Carousel, your carousel bet, Murph, isn't looking uh, isn't looking so safe at the moment. Yeah, he's... is Dennis well, more than you two? Yeah, you had to win more than both of us, I think. I yeah, think my you... bet, my, my bet's safe, mate. Don't worry. Oh, I okay. thought, I thought, I thought your bet was that you wouldn't lose a carousel all year. He's no, not I really thought... hoping uh, it's already over. That uh, I, 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 I <laughs> thought, I thought I'd, I'd just win more carousels than you two. I so... think Mikey needs to go back through the shows. Oh, and find out. He's, he's going to VAR. He's going to VAR. Well, someone in the Discord, <laughs> if you know, <laughs> tell us. Love it. Um, I'm, I'm backtracking here. I'm backtracking. <laughs> you are a little. You Both are a little. Like, no, the bet was I would win one carousel between now and 2020. <laughs> oh, listeners, we're at the end of another episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, treat yourself well. We'll be back a bit later than usual as we're taking on Spurs on Monday Night Football. So that'll be Tuesday to go through the winners and losers against Spurs and see how Chelsea's women got on after the WSL returned from their international break. So till next time, uh, that is us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.